You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 73. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I say it a lot, but I know you have many options when it comes to tuning in to podcast episodes, and the fact that you chose mine today makes my day, makes me a happy girl. So thank you so very much for being here. Now, today we are talking about the three webinar tweaks that made a $62,000 difference in my bottom line. That's a lot of money, right? $62,000. And let me give you a sneak peek about those three tweaks. One involves what I did to a sales page to make it so much more powerful in terms of it converting. The other tweak is how many webinars I did during a promo. And the final tweak that we made to make that $62,000 difference was in the types of ad images we used and the types of ad copy we used during our Facebook ad campaigns. This one totally surprised me and I think it will surprise you too. And I'm gonna have some images of those ads in the show notes today so that you can see exactly what I'm talking about. But I wanna explain them first before you go check out the images. So that's a little teaser of the three tweaks. I'll get into each one of them in just a moment. But I also wanted to tell you that if you've done webinars in the past and you've had some success and you're looking to make a bigger splash, a bigger revenue boost with your webinars, then today you are in the right place. However, if you've never done webinars before, or maybe you've dabbled with them in the past, and you're just not sure if they're right for you or if you want to do webinars, I want you to really tune in today because you might be pleasantly surprised with what you can do with a webinar in your business to see revenue quickly. I really, truly believe in webinars, obviously. You know I do if you've been following my content for the last year or so. But even more so, if you already have a product and you've never done a webinar, you definitely want to consider this platform because it's a way to connect with people at an entirely new level, at a personal level that you just don't get with most marketing strategies. You're attracting a brand new audience all the time if you kind of follow the strategy I use for webinars so it grows your list quickly and you see consistent, instant revenue, which is kind of the coolest thing ever, right? But let's say you don't have a product. You know, if you have a product, it's a no-brainer. Webinars are something you want to look into. But let's say you're working on an online training program or a course and you're not done yet, or maybe you just haven't even started that and you're thinking, what the heck would I sell? Well, the coolest thing with webinars is you can actually sell something before you've created it, and then you can deliver what you just sold live online, like a live workshop. Now, I'm not going to get into all of that today, but I will say that is one of the main topics I'm going to talk about in my free upcoming webinar about webinars. I know it sounds so weird, but it's true. I'm doing a series of live webinars to teach you how to create your first five-figure webinar in the next 30 days. So we're getting specific. And one of the things I'm going to talk to you about is if you have a product, how to sell on a webinar. And if you don't have a product, how to create one to sell before you even actually create one. So we're going to go into both of those different scenarios on this live webinar 
Plus, we're going to talk about the exact steps that I take in my own business to create a webinar system. So I'm giving it all. If you've ever been on any one of my webinars in the past about any marketing strategy I taught, you know that I put it all out there. And this is going to be no exception. I'm really excited for this upcoming live webinar. So to grab your seat, because you know it's going to fill up and then you don't want to miss it. So to grab your seat, go to amyporterfield.com forward slash free webinar. So amyporterfield.com forward slash free webinar, and you can grab your seat. I'm going to be live. I cannot wait to connect with you. And this is a brand new, never, ever seen before webinar that I cannot wait to share all of my secrets with you. So that's the first thing I wanted to tell you. The next thing is I'm planning on sharing some secrets right this minute, things that I've never shared before about what has made a huge difference in my business with webinars. But what I thought would be really fun, and I promise I keep teasing you, I'm going to get to those three things, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to walk through what doing a webinar for some of you might have felt like in the past. So kind of stay with me here. We're just going to go through a scenario because many of you have had horror stories with webinars or you have a horror story in your head that really hasn't happened, but you've heard from other people, or maybe you just don't believe that webinars work. So you have your own stories in your head about that. So let's kind of lay it out there. Here's how most webinars actually go down. So first you reach out to your email list and you get people to sign up for your webinar. And maybe you don't even have a list. So possibly you whip up a few Facebook ads. You tie it all together with a registration page and you send those ads out into the universe and you just kind of wait for the magic to unfold. And maybe you actually do get a few people to sign up for your webinar, which is great. Maybe you actually feel good about the number of people that signed up. So you go to work on your content. You labor for hours wondering what you're going to share with your audience. Like, what are you actually going to put in this webinar? And you somehow seamlessly steer the conversation into a natural sales pitch that doesn't make you or make your audience kind of feel sick to your stomach. Because a lot of people, they get stuck with how do you transition from free content into selling on a webinar? So let's pretend you kind of got that down. You've somehow put together this webinar and it's kind of a seamless transition. But even as you start to write this content into your webinar slides, you already feel how contrived it all sounds. So you worry about the balance and am I teaching too little? Am I selling too much? Should I just not do this at all? Am I crazy? So you start to have all these self-doubts and basically you start to think, wait, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got this. And you start to think I've already spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars figuring out how to market online. So you say, I'm going to do this. We're going to figure this out. And you start to say, okay, maybe all that doubt is all in my head anyway, So you move forward. So then you start to think, okay, the technology. So you buy some technology to make sure your webinar goes off without a hitch. And you probably pay more money than you need to on all that fancy technology, microphone, webcams, uh, let's see, recording software and broadcast software and the registration form that you have to get set up and all the hosting and all that. So you get that all figured out. And then you start to kind of put it together and realize like, holy cow, there's a lot of tech that's involved in this. And you start to think like assembling Ikea furniture feels a whole lot easier than all this tech stuff. I get it. So let's say you find your way through all the tech. Maybe you get someone to help you. And then the day of the webinar comes. So it's your big day. You review your notes. You make some edits to the slide. 
and you start thinking, my slide deck looks ridiculous. It's way too corporate. That's what most people start to think when they see their slide deck, like, wait a second, maybe I didn't do that right. But then you think, I'm just going with it. So you're ready to go. Minutes before you go live, you peek into that webinar room and you realize that you only have about 10 people that have shown up so so far. And this totally can throw you off when you see that not a lot of people have shown up yet. That right there is the first thing that can kind of just like stop you in your tracks. And then we get closer and closer and you realize I've got like 15% of all the people that registered, about 15% have showed up. That is like the worst feeling ever. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to tell you in this episode how to get around that. And then let's say you think, okay, we're just going for it. But the fact that hardly anyone shows up, you kind of get off your mojo just a little bit, but you think, okay, the show must go on. So what you do is you decide to just go for it and you jump in, you feel a little bit scattered, your sales pitch doesn't feel totally good, there's zero engagement with your audience and your slides. And remember, I'm just giving you a scenario of how most webinars go. I've talked to many, many people that have just started out with webinars and this is kind of the feelings they're having. So they're going through the slides, they're rushing through way too fast Their brain starts to flood with negative talk, like, who am I to sell this? You know, what if I am too pushy? Maybe I shouldn't even sell at the end. Maybe no one's going to listen. What if everyone jumps off at the end when I start to sell? And then you actually do sell. You sell your program and it feels like crickets, tumbleweeds, nothing really going on. Because the challenge with a webinar, if you don't do it really in a way that's all about engagement, you feel fully alone on the other side of the mic. So with that, the engagement is actually a piece that most people struggle with. So let's just say you get through it. You think that was miserable. Most people do not like their first webinar experience. And on my webinar that I'm going to teach you the free webinar I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you about my first webinar experience that was a disaster. I'm going to save that for the webinar, but I think you're going to have a good laugh about that one. I had a good cry when it happened, but I think you're going to have a good laugh. But then let's just say, okay, you get through it. You lick your wounds and you say, okay, that was terrible, but at least I got through it. And then you think, I hope webinars die a slow and painful death and they do not keep rearing their ugly heads when it comes to the smart marketing strategies. You're not spiteful or anything. You just hope they go away, right? Well, that is the last thing I want you to ever ever feel when it comes to doing a webinar. That was painful, right? I wanted to walk you through the scenario because this is how most people feel on a webinar. And I bet if you're thinking about doing webinars or you've done them in the past, you can relate to some of those feelings of, is anyone going to show up? Or why did only 15% show up? Or how do I sell on a webinar if I'm just doing free content? What's that transition look like? And what if no one's there by the time my webinar's over and I'm ready to sell? Like all these things you should, I wish you could get into my head those first years I was doing webinars because it was a dangerous place to be. It was just, I was so afraid of live webinars. And so I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that challenging or overwhelming. And it also gets better when you keep doing webinars and then you transition into automated webinars, that whole process gets better. I promise you that. So I want you to stick with me through this episode and I want you to join me on my free webinar that's coming up and I'm going to show you an easier way to do webinars, one that is a system 
that can actually generate revenue for you consistently. And you don't have to be on the mic all the time going through those crazy feelings of, am I doing it right? Is this right? Should I do that? What about technology? All that. So we're going to work that all out together. So again, you're invited for my free webinar. Go to amyporterfield.com forward slash free webinar to grab your seat. It's coming up. It's live. It's going to be fantastic. But let's get into those three tweaks that I promised you, because I think you're going to get a lot of value in terms of what you can do different to see some consistent revenue. So the first thing I did, and this was early last year where we decided we need to change things up a little bit because we had been doing webinars one way for a long time, and we knew there was a way to kind of up our game. And there was a few things we wanted. One, of course, we just wanted more sales generated from our webinars. The second thing we wanted is more people to show up live during our webinars. And we also wanted to attract a new audience. We wanted to grow our email list with the webinars as well. And that's how these three tweaks came about. So the first one, let's talk about sales pages. This one might surprise you, but I always do a sales page for any promotion I do. And I know some people just might do a webinar and drive people right to the order form. Not my style. I like to give people extra information, especially if they're on the fence and they need to read up on it and they want to learn more. So I like to have a really well thought out sales page even after someone watches a webinar, just to give them some more information. In the past, we used to send people directly from my webinar to the sales page to read all about the product and then buy. And my sales pages tend to be pretty wordy. I can't help it. I'm Italian. Maybe that's what it is. But there's a lot of information on my sales pages. So they would just be on a webinar with me, like literally right now they're on a webinar. I'm talking all about the product I'm selling. So after the free content, I go into my actual sales strategy, and I'm telling them about the product. Here's what you get. Here's the features. Here's why it's important. Here's how to sign up. Go to, let's say, amyporterfield.com forward slash whatever it is that sends them directly to the sales page. So in the past, we'd send them to the full long sales page. And what we realized is that I wasn't getting as many sales on the webinar as I had thought that I should. And one of the reasons was because they were taking forever to read the whole sales page and then people can get easily distracted or maybe they just want to think about it for a bit or, you know, maybe the sales page is long and it's a lot to go through. So they're going to come back to it or whatever it might be. But what was so redundant about that is that I've just gone over everything they need to know. And if they're ready to buy and they go to that URL that's on like the final slide of my webinar, I don't want to send you to a full-on sales page to read all about it again. We already went through that. Who has time for that, right? You don't want to go through it all over again. If you're excited about my product, you've just learned about it, only, you know, you can get the best explanation about a product when the creator explains it live on a webinar. That's another thing I love about webinars. You get to explain your product just kind of as a conversation and the best parts and the benefits and all that good stuff. They hear your voice. They hear your excitement. That's what really is so powerful on selling on a webinar. So what we did instead of sending people to that long form sales page that exists for people, and I'll tell you why it exists, we decided to change it up and abbreviate the sales page. So what we would do is we'd create our standard sales page for whatever product I'm promoting, and then we'd create the webinar only sales page. And the only thing that was on that sales page is, let's say, the banner, whatever the name of the product is right at the top. 
And then what you get, what's in each module, how much it is, what are the two different pricing options, maybe a testimonial or two, but then just the buttons they need to buy. And there might be a link to support if they wanted live chat, but that's all that's on the sales page. There's no explanation. There's no story. There's no hook. You know, all the stuff that you would normally get in a standard sales page, it's not there. And it's not there because they just got all of that in a way better I shouldn't say format, but they already heard it from me. So I already went over all of that in the live webinar they were just on. So they don't need to regurgitate it again. They need the important stuff. How much does it cost? What exactly do I get in each module? Are there payment plans? What if I have a question right now? Is there live chat? That's all they really need to know. The refund policy. That's another thing that's on the abbreviated sales page. Just the essentials to help them make sure they feel comfortable with what they're buying. And this changed things overnight. So we had went from doing webinars where we sent to the long form sales page to stopping that strategy and going to an abbreviated sales page. And what we found is that the sales came in so much quicker. When you go to a long form sales page, you feel that you need to read it, right? Like, okay, this is important information. If if I'm interested in this product and Amy's sending me here, then I probably need to know this information before I buy. So I was kind of like leading them astray in that way. So that change resulted in instant sales from a webinar and a a bigger boost of those instant sales as well. Now, why do I still do the long form sales page during a promo? Why do I have the long form sales page and the abbreviated? Well, when I follow up with people on my webinars through emails, so let's say the after you're on my webinar, you'll get a series of emails if you didn't buy on my webinar to tell you more about the product, the features, the testimonials, the case studies. Just because if you didn't buy in a webinar doesn't mean you're not interested. You just might be on the fence and you need to know you can trust me, find out if you like me, and if you want to learn from me more. So that's the follow-up sequence of emails I send out after a webinar. In all of those emails, I send people to the long-form sales page because the reason that's so important is that at that point, they're more disconnected with the, with the webinar. It's been a few days since they watched it with me. They're probably going to have more questions. They want more detail. So that's when I use the long form sales page. Also, if I'm driving traffic to people on my list that never signed up for a webinar, I would send them to the long form sales page as well. So we have two different sales pages. And what I like to do is make them look dramatically different on the top. Like for this webinars that convert course, The short form sales page is a black banner and the long form sales page is a white banner so that my team just knows instantly, are we sending people to the right page? That's just a little internal thing to think about. But if you're curious to see how a launch goes and and basically the emails that I send and how I do my webinars, even if you're not 100% sold that webinars are going to work for you, sign up for my webinar because you can get that whole process I'm talking about just to kind of see how it works. It works really, really, really good. So I want to kind of just show you my process because we've spent a lot of time figuring out what does the customer need to know to feel really confident about buying after a webinar. And they don't need as much information as we thought they did because I, if you do a good job on your webinar, you're golden. So that was tweak number one. That same time we made another tweak and this actually happened at a mastermind I was in. So currently I'm not in a mastermind, which feels really weird because I'm always in a mastermind. I usually like to be in one mastermind where I'm learning from other people and it just so happens one of mine ended and I haven't jumped into another one. 
But I don't know why I'm telling you that. That part's not super important. What is important is last year when I was in a mastermind, one of the um, one of my masterminders, my peers, suggested that if webinars work really well for me, why am I not doing more during a promotion? And my friend, Stu McLaren, he used to be the co-owner of Wishlist. He's the one who suggested this to me. And it really made perfect sense because I used to do one webinar per promotion. That's when I was just starting out. And then I decided to do two. So I might do one on a Thursday or one on a Tuesday and one on a Thursday or whatever, two different days. And that's all I had done up until that point. And he said, if webinars work really well for you, why aren't you capitalizing on that? And this is a good lesson, even if you don't do webinars, but you do something else during a promotion that works really well. Think about maybe doing more of that. Because I am a huge fan of no need to reinvent the wheel. I'm not extra creative that I always have a million ideas anyway. And so if one thing works really well for me, I really need to milk it and just continue to go with that until it doesn't work. And that's what we've done with webinars. So I want you to try this. If you've done webinars in a promotion before and it worked for you, or if you start to learn how to do webinars from me and you start to use my system and it works for you. So maybe it hasn't worked in the past, but it will in the future. If webinars start to work well for you, consider doing more of them throughout your promotion. So if I, like for the Profit Lab, you might've heard me talk about the Profit Lab. That's like my signature program. And there's been Profit Lab promos that I've done like 12 over a month period. So my promos are pretty long during Profit Lab, but I would do them for affiliates, but I'd also do them for my own list many times. Now I have a pretty big list. So if I did, let's say, five live webinars for my own list throughout a month period of time. Well, that makes sense because I have a big list and I can give them a lot of options. Let's say you have a really small list or let's say you're going to use Facebook ads. If you give people a few options, because if you're doing webinars live, obviously you're going to need to be present. So if you give people a few options, they will then find the time that works best for them and they're more likely to show up live. If you make them only choose one or two times, well, then if those times don't work for them, maybe they'll sign up, but they have no intention of being there live. And what we found is that showing up live is going to really boost your sales. Those people that are there live, they're there with you, they're focused. If you do a stellar job on your webinar, they're more likely to buy. People that wait for a replay, and maybe you send a replay, maybe you don't, but let's say they think you're going to send one. They wait for a replay, have every intention of watching that replay, life gets busy. Now you've lost them completely. And so what I have found is giving them more options to sign up is amazingly wonderful in terms of supporting your audience and supporting your promotion. Now, what I will say is I do a lot of live webinars, but I also do automated webinars. And the automated ones, they're great because they always give people different dates and times because they're recorded. But I still think this idea of doing more webinars during a promotion live is really valuable. And just remember, you know, we all work in seasons. So after after I go through a big launch, I, I take a big break. And so if, yeah, it's a little bit hard to do these live webinars consistently like that, they take a lot out of you, but then you're done and you can take a big breather and, and just give yourself that downtime as well. So I'm not saying doing multiple webinars over multiple days is easy, but I do believe it is really worth it. And if your webinars aren't quite there yet, once you get them there, you'll realize, wait a second, this worked really well. Why don't I just rinse and repeat? And that's what made a huge, huge difference in our bottom line. Okay, 
So let's see here. I guess one more thing I'll say about that is some people are saying, well, how many should I do during a promo? So I'm just saying if you typically maybe do one or two, maybe look at doing three, just ease into it. So that's what I did. I used to just do one. And then the next promo, I ended up doing two. And then the next promo, I did one in the morning and one in the evening, and then one in the morning, one in the evening, another day. So I did four again over like a three week to four week period. So ease into it and don't say, I'm going to do 10 webinars in a row during my promo. And here's why they're really hard to fill up. And the last thing I want for you is to have like 10 people on a webinar. So maybe you got a hundred people on your first webinar and then maybe a hundred people on your next webinar. And then you start to feel less and less you're filling up those other ones that you've planned. And psychologically, or it's like a mindset thing, when you don't have many people on your webinar, it's hard to be really enthusiastic and excited to give them the next 90 minutes of your time. It's just human nature. It's a bummer when you're expecting a big group and you don't have it. So I don't want you to do too many. I just want you to consider maybe adding one or two to the mix just to see what will happen. And then you want to give them options. So giving options and allowing yourself a little breathing room. Don't give yourself, don't do too many. I think that's a really good mix. So ease into it is my advice to you. Okay, let's see. We went over the sales page and the abbreviated sales page. We went over doing more webinars that made a huge difference for my bottom line. And the third tweak I'm going to tell you about is all about Facebook ads. Now, this is something we initially learned from my personal business coach, Todd Herman. And when he did a launch, I might've talked about this on another podcast. I can't remember, but it's really relevant for this one here. And that is that what we found is when we are running Facebook ads for, let's say a website or not a website, a webinar promo, when we're running Facebook ads to a webinar promo to cold audience, to a cold audience that probably doesn't really know much about me, that ad needs to look a whole lot different than let's say if I was running ads to my fan base, my own email list, or even retargeting. So someone already came to my opt-in page. They didn't sign up for my webinar yet. And let's say we put an ad in front of them or they went to my sales page, didn't buy yet. We put an ad in front of them. Those people are more of a warm audience to us. So they're on my email list or they're a Facebook fan or they're retargeted from my sales page or my opt-in page. To us, that's more of a warm audience. That's one type of ad. The other type of ad is to a cold audience, specifically if I'm targeting a lookalike audience or which is kind of like you take your own audience and you say, Facebook, go find more people like this. So it's a lookalike and they don't really know you likely. So that's a cold audience or my favorite way to target targeting other Facebook pages. That's likely going to be a cold audience. Roughly most people won't know much about me. So what we found is that when we run ads to a cold audience, we take my personality out of those ads usually. So I'm going to show you on the show notes. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 73, you'll get to see the two different types of ads, a cold audience ad and a warm audience ad. And the cold audience ad, what you'll see is that it's not a lot of branding to it. It's not like spectacular. It's not like a beautiful ad image. (laughs) And in addition to that, it's blatant. Like this is what we've got going on. Sign up here. The text is really short and kind of punchy. I usually start with an obvious yes question, just a little text on the top. The image does not have my picture in it. The image is graphics and colorful and tells you exactly what you're signing up for. And we usually use the button learn more, where in the past we used the button in the ad that said sign up. 
we've noticed that learn more is working for us. So we kind of transitioned into that different button. So this is all stuff we're constantly experimenting with. But because they didn't know me, that more general branding or just kind of more generic works better with a cold audience. Now, I'm not saying this is a black and white rule that's going to work for you perfectly. What I am saying is that when it comes to Facebook ads during a promo, especially if you're getting people to sign up for a webinar, you've got to experiment. And if your ads aren't converting at a level that you want them to, maybe consider doing them differently. And for years, I've taught people to put their image in the ad and a smiling woman usually converts better. And for many years, I've done a lot of text above the image. Mine's pretty wordy. We still use that style for my own audience. They're used to that. They'll read more because they trust me. They've been on my webinars before. That works. But for someone that doesn't know me, they don't really care to see my face, nor do they really want to read a whole bunch before they click and then read the registration page, which the registration page copy is a whole different ballgame. We'll talk about that on the webinar. But for today, I'm just saying those different ads, and you can use this lesson for whatever you're doing. A cold audience ad typically should look different than a warm audience ad. And you can see the examples on my show notes. So there you have it. Those are the three webinar tweaks that made a $62,000 difference early last year. And then we continue to do them and refine them even more today. Now I'm going to hint at one more thing and I'm going to get into this on my webinar. So I want you to pay attention and see if this is something you might be interested in learning about. One other big, big, big change we made last year that has been a game changer for us in terms of webinar attendance is what I call the pre-webinar onboarding sequence. This onboarding sequence is a series of emails that I send out the minute it starts the minute you register for a webinar. So I want you to pay attention. If you register for my webinar, I want you to pay attention to the, I think it's five emails that you're going to get before we even get on live. Now, if you sign up for my webinar like a day before, you obviously aren't going to get all five emails. But if you sign up soon, like when you're just hearing this, you're going to receive a series of five emails. And that's what's called a pre-webinar onboarding sequence. And it's very unique to my brand. It is built in a way to not only encourage you to get on live, because I know that's where you're going to pay attention more, where you're going to connect with me. There's something really exciting about that live energy, and I want to feel it just as much as you do. So I'm going to encourage you to get on live. But in addition to that, I'm going to tell you a few stories. I'm going to give you a few case studies. We're going to talk about some of the content leading up to the webinar. And it's my way of connecting with you and giving you value before you even get on a webinar. And it's a really powerful process to encourage your registrants to show up live because there's nothing worse than having people sign up for a webinar and then they don't show up live. And that's what's so very valuable to your audience. They get more out of it if they're there paying attention and they're likely going to miss the replay if I sent one anyway. So I want them there live. But the second thing is if you're going to do a webinar, it really, really, truly changes your energy knowing that people have shown up. They're there for you. You've worked so hard for this webinar you're going to give it all you've got. Now, if there's two people that show up, I still want you to give it all you've got. Of course we do. They've shown up for you and we want to be there for them. But there is something around the mindset of you've got a full house and I want you all to experience that full house. So I'll talk to you about the pre-webinar onboarding sequence. I'll show you exactly what it looks like on my webinar. So that's just a little teaser for you. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash free webinar, you can grab your seat. I cannot wait to see you there live. And thank you so very much for tuning in with me here today. 
I love, love, love doing my podcast with you and working on the content and hopefully you found it valuable. So I just want to tell you, it means a lot to me that you're here today. So again, if you want the show notes, amyporterfield.com forward slash 73. Have a wonderful day. Cannot wait to connect with you soon and bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.